You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it's everyone's favorite Teletubby. Drew Gasparini here with another amazing episode of Now We're Talking, the podcast that always has something in its teeth. Our guest today is a joy. He's a rising star whose hair is competing for top billing. He's a Jimmy Award finalist, an actor and singer for the stage and screen. You all know him for his amazing work as Phoenix in the original Broadway cast of Jagged Little Pill, and soon you'll be able to see him star as Will in the new TV thriller Safe Haven. He's young, he's talented, and good-looking, which means we're all allowed to hate him as much as we want. Unfortunately, it's impossible because he's so darn lovable. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so happy he stopped by the podcast. Now we're talking with Antonio Cipriano. But honestly, you're probably lucky that you're not here with me because I just right now farted. Right now. Really? Right now. So I honestly wish I was with you to share this experience with you. I love that you look at a fart as an experience. That's something you and I already right out of the bat have in common. Actually, Antonio, we're recording right now. Let's get this boy rolling. We are of the Italian cloth, both you and I. Don't you love being Italian? I don't know why people have a fascination with like the murderous mobster background of our ancestors, but people seem to be drawn to that shit. Dude, it's it's where I I'm from Sicily. Like that's that's where all that shit was going on. So are you I'm, actually I'm, from Sicily? Oh God, no. I mean my my <laughs> my uh, my grandparent, my mom's dad is from Sicily. Yeah. So, oh wow. Okay. So your mom is first generation in this country, just like mine. My my dad's first uh, language was Italian, and then yeah. growing up. He didn't want to teach us Italian because he went to Catholic school and the nuns used to beat the shit out of him for not speaking English. It's like, how backwards is that shit? Yeah, 100%. Wait, and, and I regret never having learned Italian. I don't say my, my Noni comes over and she is talking to me and she kind of has broken English, but mostly Italian. The older she yeah. gets, especially, she's kind of like, this is what I remember best. So I'm going to just be speaking Italian. I can't talk to the fucking woman because my dad Wait. never taught me his native tongue. God damn it. I know. And I, I literally, I know nobody in my family who can speak Italian. Like my mom's dad literally came but he passed away when my mom was five sorry to get dark but so that's probably why she never learned but like even my nona like she doesn't know much italian and good lord we were gypped you and i you and i were gypped we we clearly i'm sure if if people put us side by side they'd both say well you both got the italian good looks and obviously the hair no one can see you that's the nature of a podcast but sweet fancy fucking jesus your hair (laughs) is 
is a thousand inches longer than the last time I saw it. It's like every yeah. for every hair I lose, you gain another inch on your head of hair. Yeah, it's 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 been a while since I have been in a haircut place because those are called barber shops or salons. I'm sad that you struggled to find that. <laughs> I truly could not figure out what it was called. So I said, Erica, so Oh my I'm- God, a year. This is really good for a year. That's, I mean, like that's, uh, you got some good headway here. Is the plan to keep it going a bunch, a couple people asked this on Twitter, by the way. So I'm going to speak on their behalf, but like, is the plan to like keep it going to a certain length and then chop, or are you just going to see what happens and go where the wind blows? I have had the mentality of just seeing what happens because I've never been able to grow it out this long. And I've, yeah. never, I've never like not had something to do where I needed to have my hair looking okay. So yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, I'm just going to grow it out and see what happens. Cause I've always wanted to do it. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I may have to cut it for a job that comes up. You never know. But I talked about this uh, when Amber Artelino was on the podcast, we talked about the fact that she has Sicilian blood and my Italian blood is from the mountains and yeah. the start. I, I like uh, people know what you look like. If you don't, for the love of God, please go Google Antonio, but he's, yeah. He's got no sleeves right now. He's got this tan skin. He's got the muscles. He's got the height. He looks good. He's a very handsome man. He's got hair going down to his shoulders. And if you put us really side by side, I look like a welcome mat. I am so covered in body hair. It's just, it's just disgusting. You could you, I could literally shave a paragraph into my chest hair and you'd be able to read what I just shaved. In fact, I did take a look. Wouldn't that be amazing if I actually did that for you? Yeah, I, uh, I I don't have much chest hair yet. It's coming. <laughs> yet. I have, he's a young buck, kids. He's I, a young buck. Look, my dad my dad said that his chest hair came in gray because it came in so late. So, like, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, he, he started getting chest. Now he's got a lot of it, but I he started getting it at, like, 30. You see, puberty literally never ends. I didn't have hair on my ass my whole life, but now I just can't have enough hair on my ass. I don't know what happened to me. It's unfair. All I'm saying is the genetic pool, it's unfair the way it was divvied up between you and me as if we have anything to do with each other. Uh, Antonio, I, I do very little research for these things. You have yeah, to forgive me. Oh, good. That's okay if you know nothing. But I did discover, this is just a, a fun little small factoid for those of you who like uh, theater trivia. Uh, my brother, Danny Gasparini, who I reference in a lot of songs that I write, his birthday is May 13th. You're kidding. That's your birthday, huh? That is my birthday and Stevie Wonder's birthday. and Stevie Wonder's birthday. It's Matt Matt Doyle's birthday. I don't know if you knew that. What? Matt Doyle. Is it really? Yeah, it is. A lot of, a lot of important people have birthdays. A lot of important people. You, exactly. Yeah. You, Matt Doyle, those important people. Uh, yeah. As a Taurus, I don't know if I buy into all the astrological shit, but mm. do you feel like a Taurus? I... I truly have no idea i think i do i i forget what it means most of the time and i it don't means know. it means stubborn and well hung now again do you think you're a taurus uh <laughs> yeah 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 loosely yes um and i don't know like my my moon and rising signs i always like i always i have friends who like, go on co-star they're like what's your birthday and all this stuff and like what's the time yeah. you were born and i'm like I don't know. And they're like, yeah, you got to know really specific shit. I, I'm amazed that people know the hour and minute that they were born. That kind of yeah, blows my mind. It's, it's and then they expect my mom to know. And it's like, my mom was dying when this was happening. So like, well, how are you supposed to know? 
But like not actually dying. No, not actually dying. She's okay, just to clarify, your mom is alive and well. My mother is alive and well and incredible. Um, and thank you. She was going through a great deal of trauma because she was give, she was going through labor. She was giving birth. I understand what you're trying to say. So, Antonio, I became obsessed with you about a year ago. And I became uh, obsessed with you about three years ago. Well, that's awfully sweet of you um, because I never feel like people know who I am and I just write songs and off they go and I never see the light of day. They never see the light of day ever again. This, they, they they all live and die at 54 below. That's what I say about most of my songs. Uh, but I became obsessed. And I remember I last year around this time, I was basically harassing you because I am so hellbent on making sure that you play Daniel LaRusso in the upcoming Karate Kid musical that I am grateful and fortunate enough to be writing. Yeah. Uh, did I, did I uh, scare you away? Because it hasn't happened yet. You did not, you did not do the workshop. There was obvious reasons you didn't. There was a vocal mm. thing going on. But I hope I didn't deter you from considering it down the line. You 100% did not uh, scare me away. Uh, there were a lot of things going on. I don't even think, did we know about COVID at the time? Like, was it We didn't know about COVID. I think it was beginning of February. Things were really slowly percolating around this time, right. but your issue at the time I was, was back from like, sort of like a vocal thing. Yes. Going on. So I was like, yes. I cannot do double duty again because I had just done a show, a workshop and the show at the same time. Right. And that's kind of what caused me to like run myself into the ground. And that workshop was for The Notebook with Ingrid Michaelson. Yes. So what all I'm gathering is you will double duty for a bigger name. That's what it is. <laughs> Absolutely not. I just will double duty for someone before I hurt my voice and then... Great, great. No, I understand now. I see where I stand in your, your lineup of who's important. Um, <laughs> Antonio, again, I really can't thank you enough for doing this with me. Before we get into the silly questions I really have in mind to ask you, and they are silly, and I don't want you to take them seriously, and if I offend you... Well then, you got to sack up, man. I I uh, I want to know more about you, my friend, because what I love, we had uh, Rachel Zegler on uh, yesterday, who I I think is amazing, and people like you and Kat Gallagher and uh, Rachel, there is and and Renee and all. There's like this this core crew of young Broadway people expanding into other mediums of show business. But what I love about it is this fandom that is people latch onto you guys. I mean, they really latch onto you. They see so much of themselves in you because you guys are this amazing new talented generation. Uh, and the talent speaks for itself. Anybody go find the videos of this guy on TikTok and everywhere else you look at fucking content online. But how did you become this guy who is so accepting of the great fortune he has in terms of what you are doing and the amount of people who, who flock to you and love you and this whole crew of people I just mentioned? And that's just a, a small handful of those people. Who were you growing up? I mean, you're still, you haven't gotten your chest hair yet. We've covered that. But leading up to now... What was your childhood like? Do you have siblings? What's your family dynamic? I, you're Italian, so I get a bit of that. But tell us what that was like. Yeah, so, well, thank you for all the kind words, by the way. That was very sweet. Um, yeah, it's, I grew up, and since I was like five years old, there's like video evidence of me and my siblings like jamming and singing on the table in the kitchen and just like going crazy my parents were like we need to do something about this insane like thing that's going on with him we don't know what's happening so we need to put him in a play like we need to put him in a theater camp so i did high school musical and i was zeke okay musical uh when i was eight years old and then i just kept doing shows for the rest of my life uh well up until now 
and then I everything. You got were shot. in High School Musical when you were eight. Yes. So I I know it's it's like funny when you're like when you see like a 15 year old girl playing Widow Peru in The Music Man. I right. think it's extra weird when. <laughs> There's an eight-year-old doing high school musical, basically high school musical junior. Is that what this was? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. And I was Zeke. It was like the best thing ever. I was talking about making creme brulee. I had no idea what that was. I didn't know anything. I, I have pictures and I cannot find them, but I've seen them. And I'm literally three feet tall, like standing on this lunch table, just like singing. Oh, my God. I love that. I love that. And you, the, the quote of the century right there is, I was eight years old. I literally didn't know anything because nobody knows anything when they're eight years old. You, nope. There's like a lack of knowledge when you're eight years old, a giant yeah. gap of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was quite a time, uh, but it was the best thing ever. And then I just kept, I was doing like three or four shows a year in like high school, um, community theater, a bunch of other stuff, whatever I could do. Yeah. Um, and then, but I was also playing like a bunch of sports at the same time. Like I played baseball up until my sophomore year of high school, junior year of high school. Okay. Um, and I, I played all the other sports and stuff like that. So I was, I had a pretty well-rounded childhood and I had an older brother who also played all the sports and, and we just kind of were best friends growing up. He's only two years older than me. Yeah. And a younger sister who's two years younger than me. Uh, so and, and my parents were always so supportive of everything I did. So it was, it was, it was great to, to have that support system and, and the family that I had and the life that I grew up in. So I, I don't know. It was, I was very fortunate and. Yeah. I'm disgusted by all of this. It's like <laughs> brother number one, two years later, here comes Antonio. Two years later, here comes little sister. You had supportive parents the whole time. You excelled yeah. at sports and theater Give us a break, okay? <laughs> it was it was it was great. I had I and I wanted to be Troy Bolton my whole life, so I just kind of I stuck to that. Once I yeah. saw the musical, I was like, I'm gonna play sports and be a singer. It's gonna be great. And uh, you know, I, I tried my best. I didn't end up becoming a pro- professional basketball player. Well, you're still young. I think that could still happen. The NBA exactly. is always looking for new people, new recruits, exactly. and I hear. A yeah. lot of the NBA and a lot of the uh, uh, the the national what is it the major league baseball they're going to come around. This is how look at all the theater posters back here, and I'm talking about fucking sports right now. But I love the idea that they come to a Broadway show and they go, I think this kid has what it takes to play for the pros. I oh, love yeah. the idea of you getting picked up by someone seeing Jagged Little Pill, and then all of a sudden you're playing for the Yankees or something. Absolutely, that be amazing? Yeah, I did. I did uh, have you ever heard of the show God Friended Me? Yeah. It's on CBS, so I did yeah. I did a guest appearance on that show, and I played a baseball player, and it was awesome. See, so, you're, it's all coming together, I man. Could been, your- I could have been drafted. You never know. You do have a, a charming ability to stay. Well, you know, this is I don't know what kind of a shithead you are behind closed doors, but awful. yeah, I bet you're a nightmare. But you really do seem to have a sense of um, humility, and there's like you seem humble about the things that you do because it looks like there's an acknowledgement that you're quite lucky getting to do the things you do. Is that correct? Of course. I I mean I the number one thing my dad always taught me was you got to stay humble. I mean, if, if you are not that you are literally nothing. So yeah. if you don't appreciate the things that are around you. If you don't appreciate the things that you have, what's the point of having them, you know? So exactly. it's, it's, uh, that's what I live by all the time. But being in show business, being in show business, I'm sure you've seen examples 
of people having all of this and them absolutely taking it for granted or not taking advantage of the opportunities or not being as thankful as one should. Do you see a little bit of that show business? Yeah, but I have gotten pretty lucky. I mean, a lot of the people that I've worked with have been amazing and amazing role models like Derek and and like Catherine and so many of those, a lot of the people just in Jagged are such down to earth, amazing people, even with all the amazing things they've done. Yeah, absolutely. Well, had really good role models. Uh, and and going from Alanis to uh, uh, Ingrid Michaelson, you're only going to work with these heavy hitting female pop rock stars. Is those that are the be- only people I work with. Andrew Gasparini. Andrew Gasparini. Well, I also qualify myself as a female heavy hitting pop singer songwriter. So absolutely. of course, I, I, that's where I already live. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you say you're close with your brother. How's your relationship with your sister? What are their names, by the way? Let's give them a shout. Uh, my brother's name is, so I called him Joey growing up, but now he goes by Joe, Joe Cipriano. Um, okay. He's, uh, he just graduated college this past year. Congrats, Joe. Is uh, working, he's killing it at a uh, company called Keyence, and he's doing amazing, and I'm so proud of him. Uh, That's awesome. What is, it, what is the company? I love that you just say, he's killing it at this company. It's like when you're a little kid and you see your dad go to work and they say, what does your dad do? Well, he carries a briefcase. That's as far as I got. I, I honestly didn't know much about it until recently when I finally asked him what the hell he was doing. But uh, huh? he's he, his company sells this like incredible one-of-a-kind 3D printer that is like super futuristic and very cool and and he's a salesman pretty much and he's doing it like he's he already got a like i shouldn't be saying like he's gotten a few raises already like he's like employee i'm gonna brag on my brother a little bit he's no that's great so uh and my sister is a freshman in college at michigan state oh amazing uh, what is she doing at michigan is she trying to do the actor thing no 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 i'm the only one who did the acting thing except my brother did um Grease with me in high school when he was a senior and I was a sophomore. I played Danny and he played Kaniki. It was the best oh, thing ever. Oh, that's awesome. The best thing ever. Um, but my sister, uh, she did dance her whole life up until like, uh, like not really her whole life, like eighth grade. But, yeah, sure. Um, she, I think is doing, she's still figuring out her major. Yeah, uh, there's so many. It's hard this year. I mean, doing it remotely is like the worst. I thing I can't ever. imagine. My heart breaks for so many of these students. I'm teaching master classes to theater programs, and it's like it's it hurts. Like, like it's how painful. do you do that online? I don't understand. I try to be as hilarious to these kids as possible because they yeah. look so miserable. I'm just trying yeah. to crack a smile. You know. I know. I know. Um, are, and you're close with your sister. It sounds like what a brood. I mean, like, good lord. What? What a brood! Like what a clan! You never heard the word brood? Like oh, a family? Yes, 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 I have. I just totally, as I said, I blanked on the haircut place. But uh, yeah, 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 you're 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 in the COVID fog. We're all in that yeah. fog together. Yeah. But have uh, you? Did you skip out on college? Did you go right into show business? I did. Yeah. So my senior year of high school is when I booked Jagged, the workshop. Yeah. So then yeah. I graduated in March of my senior year and went to Boston. And then I actually. During my senior year, I did audition for college programs and stuff, and I got into Pace, and I was going to be going. Like, I, awesome. I I accepted it, and I was, like, ready to go. And, like, a week yeah. before that started, we got the schedule for Jagged for the next year, and they were like, whoa, you're going to, like, miss a lot, so don't come. I was like, oh, 
Okay. Whoa. Um, in a really nice way. That was. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's like a harsh letter. Like, you're no, going to no, miss no, no. a lot. Don't come to our school. Pretty much what they were saying is you won't be able to, like, learn as much as you would want. So you can come back anytime. Like, your your acceptance is always welcome. Yeah. You can come. We just recommend that, you know, you maybe take take the year to focus on Jagged and maybe come back. That's really cool of them. And you know what, just, just to give acknowledgement to that, because I have worked at so many of these theater programs around the country, just doing master classes and concerts of my junk. And what I learned from Pace is that they really want their students to audition and to explore the professional realm of show business. And a lot of colleges say, don't audition until you graduate. It blows my mind. I'm what like, the fuck is that? Yeah, like, how the, how is that even? That's how does that help a student at all? It doesn't at all. And I, I, I that's why I chose Pace because I got into a few other schools and I was like, I want to be in New York and I want to be able to audition because yeah. I'm, I'm already kind of I sort of got a taste of the like the I hate saying professional, but the the other world and I. It is professional. It's okay. You're getting paid. That's what professional <laughs> means. I got a taste of it and I was like, I want to. We'll do that. And maybe I, I never liked school. I never liked school and I never wanted to go. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it wasn't really for me. And I was kind of excited when they told me not to come. I was like, okay. Thank God. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was so miserable in school. Check this out. I, I think I mentioned this in another podcast, maybe Bonnie Milligan and I were talking about this, but mm. I was so hated in high school. What? Because of well, I was loved. I was homecoming king. I did okay. Oh, okay. I I, okay. I I was so hated uh, after the fact because people found out I would literally charm my way to a passing grade. I would sit oh, the teacher too. down and say, "Listen, we both know that algebra is not my thing. We both understand that I'm never going to use this ever again. Please let me graduate. What can we do so I could graduate?" And then the teacher would be like, "Listen, if you write a song." every Friday and perform it for the class, a new song, and you put in the work, and I see that you're doing the work, I will curve your wow. grade. Yeah, because we're the exact same person. So I did that <laughs> in French class. I, for my final, I was like, listen, I don't know anything that's going on in class right now. Please let me sing a song for my final. And I did. <laughs> and I was like, and then I was, I got a passing grade. I'm going to one-up you. Again, I think I've mentioned this story in the past. If not on this podcast, then I was on somebody else's podcast. I lose track. I did a lot of drugs in my 20s. But <laughs> I it, this was for Spanish class. Uh, my teacher came up to me because I didn't even care. Like, I just wasn't coming right. to class or wasn't even doing the homework. But I was like, yo, Senora Lowry, what's up, girl? I was just like palling up with her. And she goes, uh, listen, you're going to fail this class. So here's here, here's what the deal I'll strike with you. If you learn a song in Spanish and you come sing it for the class, I'll give you a passing grade. And I said, okay, wow, holy shit, you're giving me the opportunity of a lifetime. So the day of the final, I show up. And I sing Yesterday by the Beatles in English. Oh. And she still passed me. I didn't even learn a song in Spanish. I didn't even try. I, no. I, I put no effort into doing the task that she asked of me. And I was like, I, my songs are more important than doing what you're telling me. Oh. I'm just going to sing a song I know. Here's Yesterday from the Beatles, kids. And the whole class was like, why did he... Thank you for doing that. But what was that? <laughs> and then I sat down and then I passed and I graduated. And look at me now, wow. kids. I'm writing Karate Kid. I'm the next big thing. You uh, are the next big thing. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. You're the current big thing. You got a lot going on in your life. What's uh, what's the haps right now? Tell us what's cooking. 
Um, so, I mean, the whole past, has it been 10 or 11 months, however long? I was going to say years, but yeah, it's been about 11 months. Yeah. Um, I been unemployed pretty much. Uh, I've done a few small things here and there. I've recorded some things, uh, like for, for other like cast albums and stuff like that and, yep. and concept albums. Um, and then recently in the last four months, I believe I uh, was lucky enough to book a TV show and I'm going to be a series regular on a show called safe Haven. It's That's a right. thriller series. And that is the most ironic thing ever. Cause I hate horror so yeah I'm, listen I'm, I'm freaked out of it like i i cannot watch horror movies at all and i don't even care if people like make fun of me for it i truly don't care i hate it so much dude same here i cannot cannot watch horror at all and the problem i've always had first of all big like hold for applause congratulations safe haven that's going to be a massive thing okay. i'm very very excited for you very happy for you um in terms of the thriller genre, I am so with you there. I get bad dreams easily, like oh way God. too easily. And my mind plays tricks on me. Like anytime I'm closing my eyes and like shampooing my hair, well, what used to be hair, now it's just my head. When I'm shampooing my head, I'll, cl- I'll open my eyes thinking there's somebody right in front of me yeah, all the time. Yeah, every time. It is a nightmare for me. And Alex Brightman and I, the very first thing that we ever wrote together, because he's not just my my pal, he is my writing partner in a number mm-hmm. of things, is a musical called Make Me Bad. And a lot of people know this song Circus that comes from that uh, that musical. I, feel like I heard that one. It's creepy, uh, isn't it? It's very creepy. But the whole show, even though I wrote it, I cannot even watch the show. I am so fucking scared of that mm-hmm. show. Alex Brightman wrote such a scary book. You know where we workshopped it, actually? It was Pace University. It was the first place we workshop really? that place. Yeah. Another reason I think Pace is very, very cool. Yeah. Um, well, I love hearing a little bit about the family dynamic and I love seeing where you are now talking about that unemployment in the last year, just like most of show business and especially the theater community. Right. Um, look at me. I'm, I have a fucking podcast now. This is where we are in the and world. And you're like the best podcast person I've ever met in my life. Oh my hey, God. Hey, come on. Tell your I friends. Subscribe it. and rate. That's I very kind it. of you. I really appreciate that. Um, But I want to know what you've been doing with your time, aside from continuing the hustle, taking the opportunities when they come. When Jagged said, we got to shut down like the rest of the industry. And by the way, I think I told you, but I saw the show, Fuck Me, You're So Good. And the show is so good. And I came with the writer of Karate Kid just so he could see you and be like, that's the guy. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So and this was like, I'm not kidding, days before the shutdown. This was, this Wait, was. I didn't, oh, so I wouldn't have even been able to see you because we couldn't have any backstage guests or anything. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't let you know I was coming either. We like popped in and we had to dip to get to something right after. So right, it was, okay. it was not a, it was not an issue, but, uh, you were tremendous. When the shutdown happened, uh, what was the initial, what do I do? Like what, what, what happened to your poor young new to this business brain? Yeah, so it's it's kind of weird because I had just gotten over the vocal situation that I was having and I was tired. Like I was exhausted doing this because I, I, I do Phoenix, but I also sing every single song in the show and dance every single song that there's a dance to uh, in the ensemble. So it's, it is a marathon every single night. Um, so I, and I, I'm very grateful for that. I mean, I, I, I learned a lot in my first years doing this. Um, 
So at the point of the shutdown, I thought we were going to be shut down for maybe a month at the most. So I was honestly kind of like, oh, let me take a deep breath. Let me relax. I get to breathe for a second. This is nice. Yeah. And then it just kept getting extended and extended. And I was like, whoa, wait, wait a second. Yeah. Where is it going? <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? This is, this is weird. Um, and then I, it, it, it was probably around like June that like the weird, not to, just like this cloud came over and I was like, wait a second, this is real. Like we are yeah. still in this. And yeah. I think around June, they said that it wouldn't come back until like December. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. damn. So it, it, it was not an easy thing to go through at all. Um, it was also, but it was also kind of nice. You know, I got to be with my family for a little bit. I hadn't really been able to be, see many of my family, much of my family over the past few years. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, it, it was, it was a silver, there were a few silver linings, but it, it was ultimately devastation. Not, yeah. Yeah. Are you excited for the return of bra? Obviously you, I mean like what, what sicko would say, no, I don't want Broadway to come back, but like, right. are you excited for the return of Broadway? And I'm imagining jagged is part of that return. Yeah. Uh, I, of course I'm excited for the return of Broadway. I, I mean, I, when I was back in New York city for a few months, just like walking around at seven o'clock at night and nothing is happening in the streets. Like it was yeah, eerie. It was weird. I was like, yeah. what is going on right now? This is like, I, it doesn't look this, like the same place. Yeah. I had um, moments when I would be walking through times square and just have a full on, I would break down sobbing. I couldn't yeah. even control it. It was like heaving tears. I yeah. looked, I looked like all the people I see leaving Ripley Greer after an audition. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just defeated yeah. sobbing no hope you know that kind of thing yeah it was it, it was it, i'm so excited for the return um we don't know when that will be we still don't know uh i heard dr fauci said like at least 90 of the population has to have it before live theater can come back i'm like yeah have the vaccine yeah. i'm like vaccine. okay we just reached one percent yesterday Woo. Yahoo! um so that is kind of sad to hear um But yeah, I, I, what was the second half of your question? I don't even remember. Again, the drugs I did in my twenties, but uh, just, just to, just to hop onto that, that 1% versus the 90%. Let's acknowledge, like, isn't it amazing? This is why I love musical theater. Like I love getting to do things for film and TV whenever I get the chance to do those types of things. But the reason I always come back to musical theater is because look at the attitudes of these people just saying, just hang tight. because we want to come back. Like everybody is so fucking hungry for it. You feel it viscerally. Right. All of us, there's such a buzz that connects all of us even if we don't know each other all musical theater kids kind of unite you know right. i love that vibe so yeah. i have no fear that it's going to come back with a vengeance yeah. and i can't wait to see how yeah. and how big it's going to feel and there are so many awesome new projects that are happening like yeah ratatouille bridgerton like all bridgerton. these awesome things man antonio yes we're going to play a silly little game would you mind playing with me i cannot wait Are you familiar with the game Fuck, Mary Kill? I am, and I am nervous now. What is going on? <laughs> Shit. What have you gotten yourself into? 
While Antonio sweats it out, I just wanted to interrupt real quick and say, hey everybody, the way we like to support our guests is by reminding you to keep your thumb on the pulse of what they've got going on. You can follow Antonio on Instagram and Twitter. Just find Antonio Cipriano and keep tabs on the cool things he has coming up. These young and talented people take the time to be on this podcast to be really silly with me. The least you can do is go follow their asses on social media. And hey, while we're talking about following people and giving them needless attention, follow my ass on social media and also subscribe to this podcast. Again, if you've already done that, tell your grandma, your uncle, your aunt, your mom, your dad, your friends, your sister, your brothers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're going to play Fuck, Mary Kill. You don't have to say fuck. I'll continue to say fuck. If you okay. don't want to say fuck because you have young fans, that's fine. But kids, Wait. I'm sorry. I don't know who decided fuck was a bad word. It's just a word really? like it is now. By any means. And you're Sicilian. That's like part of your second nature here. Yeah. Um, fuck, Mary Kill. Broadway edition. Okay. Are you with me here? Okay. It's not actual people, please, right? These are characters. Okay. 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 Uh, sort of, and then and then we'll see. But here we go. Broadway edition, fuck, Mary kill, Jean Valjean, <laughs> Billy Flynn, and Papa Gay from Once on this Island. Fuck, Mary kill, how would you categorize those? Again, it's Jean Valjean from Les Mis, Billy Flynn from Chicago. Is that his name? Billy Flynn, right? I think so. I don't know anything about musical theater. Uh, Jean Valjean, Billy Flynn from Chicago, and Papa Gay, the god of death from Once on this Island. Who would you fuck? Who would you marry? Who would you kill? The world wants to know. Antonio, what are your answers? Well, I know that Jean Valjean is my dream role. So I'm going to marry Jean Valjean because that that is for the long term, for when I'm older. And also, he's like the mayor. He's probably well off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, know, I know, spoiler alert, that he, uh, you know, dies. But, he um, dies, yeah. No, the musical came out 40 years ago. I think people are hip to the fact that he doesn't make right, it. Right, right. It's also yeah, called I, Les Mis, like the miserables. Everybody dies. Yeah, um, definitely Mary Jean. Um, Billy Flynn, is that his name again? Billy Flynn, yeah. That's uh, the name I gave him. I honestly don't so, know if that is his name. So he's, uh, he, I don't know. I mean, so... Who is Papa Gay? Which one is it again? The Papa Gay is the god of death in yeah. Once on This Island. I'm trying to think of a song. I can't think of the words, but it's arrogant fool, something the ba 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 ha 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 go 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 gito That's the Papa Gay. You fuck Papa Gay, my man. Billy Flynn, because he's in Chicago. I shoot him. 
Yeah, and he's a he's a fucking he's out of his mind. He's a he's a corrupt lawyer. Absolutely, he's a bad, bad, guy. Guy, bad guy. You and I have the same exact taste in this respect. I would absolutely marry Jean Valjean. I would fuck Papa Gay, and I bet Papa Gay is crazy enough that that's a good lay. I'm just gonna oh, say yeah. it. Oh yeah, sure uh, And Billy Flynn, Sayonara, my man. Okay, next set of three. Maureen, uh, Maureen from Rent. Okay. Mama Rose from Gypsy, and <laughs> Regina George from Mean Girls. Fuck Mary Kill. What do you think? Oh God! Um, He's rubbing his head as if one of these answers is going to get him in trouble with somebody, and it won't. How could it possibly? Anyway, Maureen from Rent, Mama Rose from Gypsy, Regina George from Mean Girls, Fuck Mary Kill, Antonio. The world wants to know. All right, uh, this is strictly characters. Strictly characters, not who played these characters. Don't you worry. Cool, cool, cool. uh, I'm, 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 Mama Rose. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to kill you. Um, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. no hard feelings. I think you're great, and you, yeah. you know, it, you, you are a star. Um, Mary Regina, Mary Regina, and Maureen. and then and, and and fuck Maureen. Maureen would be the best lay, I think. And Regina, yeah. you get security because she comes from money. I think yeah. that that's you know, it's, it's. I always look at the bank account. I always look yeah. at the bank Absolutely. account. And Mama Rose is out of her mind, and she like exploited her children. Wild, um, but she's still a star. You know, she's still a star. All right, the final bonus round of Fuck Mary Kill. Here it is, the last one. Here we go. Fuck Mary Kill. Lin Manuel Miranda, uh-huh. Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber, and Sir Drew Gasparini. Fuck Mary Kill. Tell us your uh, opinion on that, please. Drew, let's get married, my man. My man, I'm with you all the way. Um, and then. Uh... Because um, one of them, after they hear this, won't hire you. Just I know. know. Uh, no hard feelings to any of these guys. They're amazing. Um, of course not, Antonio. <laughs> geniuses. Geniuses. Uh, this is truly just for the game. Uh, I'm going to have to uh, uh, kill Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Good. But not because of anything other than the fact that it's the game, and I must kill somebody. No, no. You're killing him because of Cats the movie. That is why oh, you were killing no. him. Oh, no. Oh, no. At least that's why I'm killing him. Hey, shit. And you know what? Lynn manuel again, look at that bank account. They both do very well, but Lynn didn't make Cats. You got to weigh out the options here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Antonio, I have a bunch of uh, quick answer if you got them games for our questions for you, rather. Uh, so real quick, if you can, you said you're, you're not a fan of horror. Not at all. What is your biggest fear? Biggest fear. Um, so how, do I have like a time bomb? Like not a- at all. Not at all. Not at all. These are just quick questions. Take your time with the answer. My biggest fear growing up was uh, spiders. I hate mm. them. Yeah. More of an anger. I hate them so much. Yeah. Uh, I've grown to like not be as scared. I just kill them because I hate them. You know what I do when I see a spider in my house? Mm-hmm. I burn the house down and I move somewhere else. Um, I I really hate spiders a lot. Drew, I'm realizing we are pretty much the exact same person. Same human being from the things that we're talking about. Absolutely. Look at our hair together. Even the hair. Yeah. Um, So it's not spiders anymore though. What do you think the biggest fear is? Or is it still spiders? Would you chalk it up to that? My biggest fear is unemployment. 
Wow. That's spoken like a true actor. I'll tell you what, you know what my biggest fear is my biggest fear in the entire world. And this is not to be funny at all. It is being on the subway and having to take a shit. That's my biggest fear. That's especially rush hour. So boy, dude. And what, like you, sometimes you're just stuck between two stops and you're there for 20 minutes and you're like, I got, I'm on, I'm counting down the, the seconds now. And also being on stage. Oh, having to take a shit. Yeah, no, I can't can, imagine. I, I won't say it, but I'll, I'll text you who you can ask about a story. Okay. I don't want to expose him. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope it's Derek. Uh, all right. Next question for you. What's the most embarrassing thing that has happened to you on stage, speaking of that? This was embarrassing, but also, like, one of the best things that ever happened to me. Um, during Ironic, they throw paper airplanes at us. Uh, when I'm like, I'm not seeing anyone. And then like, boom, throw the airplanes. Um, Ez has a perfect angle right at my hair. Mm-hmm. So he throws it and it gets stuck in my hair. And perfect. the whole audience just like broke down. It was the best thing ever. And me and Celia could not finish the song. Like actually we were laughing through the rest of the song. Was it just stuck there the whole song? Like well, just no, it, it stuck there and then I was like... <laughs> But it was, it was one of the best things I will. You played it well. Yeah. Uh, here's a fun story. It doesn't have to do with me on stage, but my father, this is an adorable moment between my parents. They do community theater from time to time in my hometown in the San Francisco Bay area. And they were doing a production of uh, once upon a mattress, you know, that old musical once upon a mattress. And my mother was playing the princess Winifred and my dad was playing Prince Dauntless. And he's got this huge, like five minute song. The one that's like, I'm in love with a girl named Fred. She blah, 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 blah. And it's, it's, Every there's like a thousand stanzas to this song, and he mm-hmm. forgot the lyrics right at the top, right oh. at the top of the song, and he didn't know what to do. But the orchestra, and I was playing bass in the orchestra, that's why I got to watch this whole thing. Uh, the orchestra kept going, and he was just like looking around, like in dead silence. But there's a chorus with the ensemble that keeps coming back in, and they go with an F and an R and an A and D and F R E D Fred. So it was dead silence and then the ensemble would sing their thing. And then it was just my dad, like looking around blank and the poor guy was mortified, but it's such a great memory for me. I've I've messed up. I've forgotten the words before. I had like a red curtain solo in high school and it was something's coming from West Side Story. And I fully blinked on the second verse. Oh, and that's a, everybody knows the song. That's a tough one to blank on. So embarrassing. And then I, I, I don't even remember what happened. I think I blacked out. Um, yeah, I, I would have blacked out. I don't remember the rest of the song. I uh, I remember uh, my good friend F. Michael Haney, who has done like all of my so concerts. Insane, by the way, I worked with him. Oh. On, did I work? Well, we, he did your concert, but I've worked with him on something, and I can't remember what it is. But well, he, he does made- everything, so it makes it's no surprise that you've probably worked with him in the past. He's crazily talented, and as a songwriter, he's way talented. And this guy mm-hmm. has come to all of my concerts and performed my songs and crushed it every single time my the unfortunate thing he had a concert and it was like i thought i was like i had six more songs until it was my song so i got up to go to the bathroom and he saw me stand up and he goes ladies and gentlemen drew gasparini and i got on stage i was so caught off guard i blanked on his lyrics so hard i had to pull out a sheet and stop Mm -hmm. him and like try to find where i was in the song it was mortifying Um, and i feel so bad to this day that's an embarrassing moment for me um Antonio, yeah. what is something you're insecure about? I have a lot of insecurities. Um, Very human of you. 
I, 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 I like am weirdly very insecure about a lot of things. Mainly about my body. There's a lot of things that I got going on in my head. What the fuck? You're an athlete and a and a and a actor and how in the shit? What no, the no, fuck? No, 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 dude. Trust me. I am. Wow. Um, what is it? Your nipples. Your nipples are too big. That's my guess. Is that one That's of your insecurities? That's one of them. They're not too big. They're like. They're like they're not like flat. They're like a little bit. I shouldn't be. Oh, you got. Oh, you have puffy. You got puffy nipples. Yeah, they're a little bit puffy, and I hate them. And I have to like make them like not puffy. I think that you should create a cereal called Nipple Puffs, and that would be you'd be like the spokesperson for it. (gasps) And you could say no need to add milk; they lactate themselves. That would be amazing. Shit. Okay. Um. All right, I don't want to, we don't have to go down the list of your insecurities. Save that for your therapist. But here's yeah. another question. Last question for you from me, and then we're going to hop to Twitter questions from fans. Cool. What is the most attractive thing about me, Drew Gasparini? Shit, I mean, everything. I know, it's like, where do you begin? It's where do I begin, truly? Yeah. Um, I love your hats. My brother, <laughs> my, my brother, um, <laughs> Because you wear that like type of hat all the time, and it's all the time. it's it's like the ones with the animals, and it's like the cock or like the, yep. the all the yeah. time. I got my brother has a cock one, and my my dad has a silver fox one. We got it for his uh, for Father's Day. I love, I love it. it. I have I have like thirty of these hats because for a minute I was in a band with my sisters called Saint Adeline, and while we were touring, we had this like folky thing, and we used to do this whiskey hour in our is our whiskey minute in our concerts, and we'd all raise a toast and and drink some whiskey. But it was sponsored by Goren Brothers, so I used to get sent hats from them, and I have like thirty of these hats from Goren Brothers. Like your style is honestly, I'm very envious of it. Like it's so just badass and like yeah, chill. I'm going to do this look, look at us. rocket out of the park and I'm going to do it just looking pretty freaking fly. I'm like, I got this cool ass hat on. I got my jacket and I am a badass. And that's all I Tell envy me. that so much, truly. Well, that's, come on, the kindness. Look at us jerking each other off like this. Antonio, you're such a sweetheart. Let's move on to some Twitter questions from fans. I'm going to say the name of their handle. You might recognize some of these people just as fans who uh, bug you from day to day on Twitter. This cool. comes from at Liv Reyna. Amazing. This is kind of a silly question because I feel like there's also photo evidence of this. I don't even know why I'm asking this question, but no. here we go. Did, did Renee Rapp ever come see you in Jagged Little Pill? She came to the opening night, yes. That's right, and it's well-documented. Those pictures exist on Getty yeah. Images. Go Look check them out, people. Looks so good on the freaking Walk of Fame or whatever it's called. It's, it's called a step and repeat. Step and repeat that I, I blanked again. There you go. So yeah, that's all right. It's that COVID fog. You both clean up real nice. You both clean up real nice. Uh, all right. This right. We're going to move past that because that's kind of a silly one. Here we go. Davey Veith. I don't know who that is, but that is his handle on Twitter. He asks, okay. have you made a lot of young friends in the industry? Absolutely. Um, I got lucky with Celia in my show. I mean, we were both mm-hmm. the same age and we were both 17 when we started. So we became best friends. Uh, obviously Renee and Andrew and mm-hmm. like all, all of those, all, the, all pretty much all the young people, Sammy, Sammy Williams, who was going to be in um, uh, Carolina change, but yeah. everything shut down. Uh, hopefully right. she'll be able to come back. Um, yeah. Just all of the young people you can think of. I'm probably friends with because they're all so talented and I love them all. So 
And you guys really do have kind of a collective together in just terms of, it's like a posse. I'm like jealous of it. I was like, how do I get to hang out with these kids? And then I'd be the weird older guy hanging out and be like, you guys need booze? And I'd buy you guys out. Dude, no. <laughs> Renee, Renee just turned 21 too. Woo woo, go get it, Renee. You better buy those bottles. Damn. Uh, here's a question just for me. Have you met, uh, become friends with a lot of older people in the industry? Absolutely. How, would the, I, I think that everyone... What do you mean by old? Like old? <laughs> because because you I would say like, I, anyone, anyone under like fifty five is very young to me. So I don't I don't like. Well, that's that not to me. I'm tell those old bags. With the time they turn fifty, I'm like, you should retire. Give it up, old man. I say that to a lot of people in this industry. Uh, I guess a better question would be: Have you found someone who's really mentored you? Yeah, uh, this guy named Drew. I don't know. Uh, weird guy. Weird. I don't know. He wears weird hats and shit. I don't know. But um, yeah, obviously you have mentored me, even though we haven't really like we've, we've hung. We've not worked together. We haven't worked together, but like there's like, there's some connection there that I don't know. It's, it's, it's sparked. I'm telling you man alive. I, I just, when someone started showing me the footage of you and some of the songs that you've posted, I was like, who the fuck is this kid and i got really really obsessed with your output of talent and the natural way you seem to do it i remember meeting you because renee saying renee had yes a that's right I her rehearsal for you i yeah you're i you were just a stranger to me i was just like happy to meet you a guy who comes in and and you're hanging with renee i say what up nice to meet you and then i think i saw you at the concert later yeah. on uh, a couple of days later but it, i believe it was f michael haney who was like you should check out uh, stuff that he does, like footage of, there's all this footage of all you young guys from things you've done on YouTube like years ago. I don't know if you realize that, but lots of things exist and it's easy to yeah. kind of put a thumb on the pulse of what you youngsters are up to. I'm making it sound like I'm one of these 55 year old hacks, uh, but I'm 30, I'm 34. I'm happy with that number. Um, okay. We're going to move on from that question. Just a couple more Twitter questions before uh, we say some final words, if that's cool with you. Mm -hmm. I love this Twitter handle. This is my favorite Twitter handle I've ever seen because clearly there were so many Lucy's that she had to pick at Lucy 8113412. Uh what what is your favorite Star Wars character? Okay, so I've been asked this before on Twitter and I decided to make a joke and freak people out and say Jar Jar Binks because I just thought it would be hilarious because I knew That's blasphemy. Was that. Um yeah. So my true favorite Star Wars character and who I've always wanted to be and grow up to be is Anakin, obviously. I mean, can't you tell? I grew out yeah. my hair because I want to be Anakin. Uh -huh. so, <laughs> so he is definitely, him and uh, Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan are my favorite characters. Wow, you really like that generation of the Star Wars movies, though. Oh my like God, the prequels, I know people don't like them, but they were what shaped me as a Star Wars fan. So like God bless. God, you know, I'm really regretting not playing Fuck Mary Kill Star Wars edition. I think that would have been amazing. I would have been for next for time. Uh okay, last question from Twitter. Do we have a couple more here? Hold on, let me see here. Which one's better? I'll just do one more. Mm, all right, this is a pretty good one. Or did we already cover this? We already covered this. Here's one more. This is from Sammy underscore L I B zero R. Cool. I don't know what that means. Liber, maybe that means a word. Okay, Twitter handles are hard to, to 
navigate. Here we go. She says, can you give us your opinion about High School Musical? What is your overall opinion about High School Musical? This is another one that sparks some frustration amongst the people. Um, (laughs) Okay. I... And I don't know if you're a High School Musical fan. Are you? Are you into High School Musical at all? Like, I think I'm like one generation too old to like be a fan. But I, you know, it's entertaining. I enjoy the music. I like. I like what I've seen. Yeah. So, I think that the third High School Musical is the superior movie. Uh, I think it can stand okay. alone. Truly. Um, uh, so when people say that like the second movie is the best. I, I truly, I'm so passionate about this because you don't understand. You have to see the movie to understand. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's an amazing, I mean, it, yes, it can stand alone, but it works so well with the, all three movies that it is yeah. a movie because you get so emotional at the end, but also all the best songs are in the third movie and everyone mm-hmm. is like load up into their prime. Like everyone is super hot in the movie. Like, it's just like, everyone is, it's like a perfect film, and I yes. love it. Okay, love this, it. this uh, talk about the biggest Oscar snub of all time. High School Musical three Honestly. wasn't even in the contention for that. I am Jesus, still so upset about that to this day. God. We're gonna write letters. We're gonna sign petitions. Create the hashtag. High School Musical three should have won the Oscar. Wow, uh, we need to do that. Oh my god, we need to do that. Let's let's get it going. Make a movement happen, Antonio. I uh, before we bounce off here because I've taken up about an hour of your time, and that's more than enough because you are a new TV star. This is what you are now. You're a, you're a guy in show business who can qualify himself as a TV star. I'm so happy you took the time to talk to me, and I just want to say this to you. Your success is so inspiring to see and the way that you present yourself and hold yourself in the world of toxic social media is a delight. Uh, I really like that you seem to have the backs of all the other young people you surround yourself with. It really inspires an old asshole like me. I really do appreciate what I see. Uh, And that being said, guys, find Antonio on all his social medias. And uh, if you haven't become the biggest fan of his, just wait till the TV show comes out and wait till Broadway's back up and running because not only is Jagged Little Pill going to come back, but rest assured, this is a real petition you can start. (laughs) Antonio as Daniel LaRusso in Karate Kid the Musical. I would love to see it. Uh, We've tried to start a petition for Colton Ryan to play Johnny Lawrence. So if it ever comes down to it that you're Daniel LaRusso and he's he's Johnny Lawrence, all of my dreams will be made. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, But thanks again for doing this, my friend. And uh, I I really. Yeah, you're you're a delight. You're a delight. This was so awesome. I you exceeded all expectations, even though my expectations were high as hell because I knew it was going to be amazing. Antonio Cipriano. Man, he's the real deal. Really love that guy. Thanks for listening, everybody. Now we're talking to a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. You know him. You love him. You can find out more about me and this podcast at bpn.fm slash now we're talking. Also, follow my stinky ass on Instagram and Twitter and on TikTok at Drew Gasparini. Of course, TikTok is at the Drew Gasparini. Don't ask. Special thanks to our guest, Antonio Cipriano, and all you listeners make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you stream your podcast and keep tuning in for more amazing guests each week guys i love you i love you
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.